0: Um, uh, Erev uh, Parashat, Erev Parashat, Shabbat Kodesh, Parashat Behar, Tav Shin Pei Bet, the Shi'ur uh, today, the Torah that we are going to learn together will be for Refua'a Shleima, to Rachel, to Rachel Sara Bat Jamila, קדוש ברוך הוא, will send her refreshment from רפואת הנפר, a fountain of fire, a fountain of water in the wilderness. We bless our children, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Aaron, David, Solomon, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Leah, and we bless with Rachel, Sarah, but Jamila. We know Ishlachlamera for Ashtamamino Shamayim, the Fata Nefesh or Fata Guf, in Kodisrela, the Nomara men, El Narefanala, El Narefanala, El Narefanala. Rachel is the wife of one of our best friends, our best rabbis today, Mariki Tawil. And she's the daughter of Soliman Mandim. And uh, as far as I remember her, she's a very, very nice, uh, very, very nice uh, lady. And, uh, and uh, does a lot, of, a lot of good things. And of course, Rav is a person who does so many, spread so much Torah uh, the, and does it so let's hope that, Hashem, that we listen to all our prayers and we send a lima this week's parasha parashat behar we read close to hageshavuot and such things that they don't come by chance there is a reason why. <coughs> we have to say there is a connection between Parashat Behar and Matan Torah. Not all the connection is not, not only through the Parashat, but it's also connected through the Haftara to Matan Torah and we will explain. In the beginning of the parasha, the parasha says by the vera monai el moshe behar sinai ne mo. The vera bnei selva marta lehem, kitavu el haarets asherani no ten, beshavutah haarets shabbat ladonai. The parasha starts with mitzvat Shemitah. <coughs> but the Pasuk says that Bura Olam spoke to Moshe in Har Sinai, asks the medrash, and asks being brought by Rashi, what has to do, ma'inyan shmita etzel Har Sinai, what has to do one with the other, comes, the midrash says to teach us the same thing that mitzvah Shemitah, all the details and all the rules were given from Sinai. The same thing, all the mitzvot also were given from Sinai. And the question that bothered, bothers here is why the Midrash picked, the drinks, mitzvah Shemitah, To parallel, Mitzvah Shmita was given in Sinai. All Mitzvot were given in Sinai. Why pick Mitzvah Shmita? We have Tariag Mitzvot. Why not to pick another Mitzvah? Why, especially Mitzvah Shmita, explains the Ktav Sofer in the name of his father, the Chacham Sofer, that there is something special in Mitzvah Shmita. That it is an example to teach us the same thing. Mitzvah was given from Sinai by Bore Olam. The same thing as the rest of the Mitzvot. Because you know there is an opinion by the people who are against the Torah <coughs> that the Torah <coughs> was not given by Bore Olam. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, her, wrote the Torah by himself from his own mind. And he took out the Chachamim and they wrote it in such a language, in such a style that it will be a highly language and they themselves wrote it. It's not from Sinai. Tzvat Shmita. Gives a patch on the face of these people. How? Because the Torah says in the Tzvach in the Parasha, in Pasuk Kaf Hey, in Pasuk Kaf Aleph, "Betziviti et birchati lachem baShana haShishit vaAsatet haTovah leShalosh Shanim." Everyone that will keep Shemitah, my blessing for you is in the sixth year, and it will yield a crop sufficient for the three years period. Means to say that there is here a promise. Every person that will keep Shemitah, on the sixth year, the harvest will be a bracha for sufficient for three years. Who is the human being that can promise such a thing? Only Bore Olam. Therefore, this is a proof. It's what Shmita says the Ketav Sofer is a proof. The Torah was given from heaven from Borei Olam. Only Borei Olam can promise such a thing, not the human being. And the same thing that mitzvah Shmita, you must say that it was given by Borei Olam, says the Midrash. This is an example. Mitzvah Shmita is an example. The same thing that mitzvah Shmita was given by Borei Olam, same thing is all the rest of the mitzvot they were also given from Bore Olam. This is a preparation for Matan Torah to show what the importance of the Torah that it was given by Bore Olam. In the Haftarah of the Parasha, we have, in the Haftarah of the Parasha, we have the prophecy of Yirmiyahu Hanavi. Yirmiyahu Hanavi gave a prophecy in Perek Bet that Am is going to exile. The king heard it and they sent Yirmiyahu to jail and he was sitting in Chatzar HaMatarah Hatzara Matara means jail. Bore Olam appears to him and he says to him, Hanam El Ben Shalom Dodecha. Your uncle Hanam El Ben Shaul will come to you and he will ask you to buy from him his piece of land in Anatot. Very strange, Eliyahu Hanavi Let's go into the heart of Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu Navi says to himself, "Now is the time to buy a land when Amistad is going to exile." Eliyahu Navi doesn't ask any questions. What Eliyahu Navi does, he takes the money, he takes a, a star, pays all the money. He writes a star, he brings witnesses. He does everything that you do in order to buy a piece of land and he gives it to keep that it will be kept and we not, we not, and we not get, and we not get lost. I want to read in front of you the, the, the Pasuk. one minute. The Pasuk says, I took the bill of sale and he gave it to Baruch Ben in front of all the people in Eretz Israel that were sitting, all, all the people that were sitting in jail at that time. After all this thing, at the end of the haftarah says the Pasuk, the Navi says, I prayed to Hashem after giving the bill of sale, to baruch Call from i get have shalom in i i pray to bore olam aha Amunai elokim he comes a little bit a complaint aha Hashem elokim what does he say at the end of 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 the prophecy and he says to bore olam in pasuk Twenty-four. Behold, enemy is surrounding Abisrael, Israel, surrounded Jerusalem, surrounded Eretz Israel, and now you are coming, and the Babylonians are going to ca- to enter Eretz Israel. And you are telling me, Bore Olam, to buy the land? This is the time to buy a land? when there is a war? Somebody would have gone now to buy a land in Ukraine? How come, Bore Olam, you are you're telling me to buy the land now? meow. You had this question in the beginning when Borei Olam told you to buy the land. Why you didn't ask this question then? Rabbi and Yawa Nabi wanted to show the way how to listen to Borei Olam. Borei Olam said, first of all, na'aseh. you have questions you don't understand. After you did, after he did everything that Paralam told him, then he stands in front of Paralam and he asks the questions. Want to understand. The Miao Hanabi showed here the way of and This is the reason why we read Parashat Behar and also um, the Haftarah of Parashat Behar before Chag Shavuot, in order to help us to accept the Torah. Because we know that every year we accept the Torah, not because we accepted it in Han Sinai. Every year there is a new exception of the Torah. From where do we learn it? In the previous days people used to lead blood but says the Gemara there are several days you are not allowed to let blood when is it? Erev Yom Tov Why? Because of Erev Shavuot Erev Shavuot is a and dangerous time to let blood, and because of erev Shavuot, Chachamim made a decree every erev Yom Tov, in order that people will not make a mistake. Erev Pesach I was allowed to, so I will. I what's the difference between erev Pesach and erev Shavuot? Therefore, Chachamim said erev Shavuot you are not allowed to, because it's very dangerous. Therefore, every erev Yom Tov you are not allowed to do it what's the problem Erev Shavuot says the Gemara because Erev Shavuot, first Erev Shavuot before Am Israel came to accept the Torah a demon came out and said if Am Israel is not going to accept the Torah I'm going to slaughter all of them because of this It's very dangerous, because the demon is around. And therefore, you are not allowed to let blood on Erev Shavuot, because it's that dangerous. The question immediately comes up. Am Israel accepted the Torah or not? They did, they accepted. So the demon, what, what the demon did, he disappeared. He went away. So what's the problem today to let blood? From here we learn, explains the Mefarshim, that every year you accept the Torah. Every Chag Shavuot is a time of accepting the Torah. And the demon again is here. Because of this, we are not allowed to let blood on Erev Shavuot and every, every and, and therefore, also every Erev Yom Tov. And since this Erev Shavuot is a time of reaccepting accepting the Torah, therefore, we read Parashat Behar close to Chag Shavuot. First of all, to teach us how the value of the Torah, that this is Torah minashonayim, it's Torah from God, from bore olam. And number two, what's the way of accepting? The way of accepting is like Yirmiyahu one, Na'ase veNishma. The mitzvah, the first mitzvah is Shmita. The pasuk says there that that Am Israel. They will come to Bore Olam and they will tell him. To all Israel, will tell Bore Olam, will ask him on the, on, the, on, the, on the seventh year, even though it says on the sixth year, but the meaning of the Pasuk is on the seventh year. They will ask Bore Olam the question, Vechitomru, <laughs> English, if you will say what we will eat in the seventh year, even though the Pasuk says what we will eat in the seventh year, but the meaning is not on the seventh year. The meaning is on the eighth year, because on the seventh year, you will eat what grew on the sixth year but since on the seventh year, on the seventh year, Am Yisrael didn't work in the field. So there is no crop in the field. So therefore they will ask on the seventh year, what we are going to eat on the eighth year. Says Borei Olam, I will give a bracha. I will give you a bracha for three years. So if, if you will have on the sixth year, you will have a bracha for three years. What you are asking a question. What's the question? You have a bracha. So your, the bracha will be on the sixth year and you are coming on the seventh year. So you have a, you saw the bracha already. The answer is that there are two types of people here. The people who believes in Bore Olam totally, by them on the sixth year, the harvest will be exactly, exact the exact amount as they had in the fifth, in the fourth, and the third. It will not. You will. People will not see anything in their eyes. The bracha that Borei will bring, says the Sforno, will be in the quality of the wheat. That the wheat will be sufficient for a long time. All the minerals will be in the wheat. If you have, uh, if every year, every year you need to, every day you have to eat two slices of bread a day, in these three years, half a slice will give you energy for the whole day. But for the people, they will not, they didn't believe what Baha'u'llah said. For them, the Baha'u'llah will be in quantity. And this is the meaning that they will see all the, 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 they will see how much they have um, uh, on the sixth year how much food they have and the bracha for them will not be in quality but will be only in quantity we will end with what's written later on in the in the torah later on the torah says a difference between a person who sells a house in a walled city or he sells a house in an unwalled city. The Torah gave a rule, a general rule. The Torah understood that people don't sell their houses unless he's very choked and he must He need money immediately. The Torah understood it, his feelings. And therefore the Torah gave a rule. If you are selling a house, either in a walled city or in an unwalled city, you have an opportunity to bring money to the buyer within a year exactly a year. And if you will bring the money exactly in the year, within the year, uh, the buyer will go out of the house and he will give you back the house. And if you will ask me, Rabbi, if he gave the money after 11 months, if he succeeded to collect money and he gives it back to the buyer. He bought, he sold it for a million dollars, we gave him back million dollars. But meanwhile, the guy lived in the house. In other words, as if, it, it seems as if, the buyer gave the owner of the house million dollars for a year, and he gave him to live in the house for free. Doesn't this look redeemed in interest? He took a loan for million, million dollars for a year and he gave him three, three, $30,000 to live in the house for free. Doesn't have to pay rent. This is the question of the Gemara. The Gemara answers that in business, There is no interest in such business. Business is a loan. And here they didn't speak about the loan. They spoke about buying. There is another another answer also, but it doesn't have to do with us now. But anyway, says the Pasuk, a difference between the two. If somebody sold a house or a land, in an unwalled city, in the Yovel, in jubilee, it will get back the house or the land. And therefore, when they used to sell houses, they used to make a calculation, how many years he's going to use it. Of course, if, 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 if there is another 40 years, uh, jubilee will come, the house costs more than if he sells a house uh, five years before jubilee. But in an unwalled city, the house comes back to the owner. While if he sold the house in a walled city, if he didn't redeem, if he didn't rebuy the house within the year, the house will belong to the buyer forever. Know your veil, nothing will be able to take out the house from the buyer. The question is, why? What's the difference between a walled city and an unwalled city? Explains Rabmeir Mayor Simcha And he said, he gave a technical, Answer, why not, why it cannot go back. What is a walled city? A walled city is not only a city that the wall surrounds the houses. A walled city is a city that first of all, the people build the wall. And then after there was a wall, they build the houses. This is considered a walled city. And why they did it? Because these people need special protection. Could be they have a a lot of money or they have a treasure or they have something to hide or there is a lot of enemy around. Therefore, they came to live in the city in the city in such a city that has a wall every person has a duty in the protecting in protecting the city if enemy comes mr Dave, Dave, david you have to stand near the entrance of the of the city shlomo you have to say to stand in the north side of the wall. Another person, you have to stand on the west side of the wall. Every person has a duty to protect the city. Now let's think a minute. During the years, 400 people sold houses in the wall city comes Jubilee. What happens? These people are going out of their houses. And now 400 new people are coming in. Could be these are descendant of the people that lived originally in the house. But anyway, New people are coming in the house, in, into the city. 400 new people. Think a minute, at that time, the, the city is being attacked. The new, the new people that came, they, know, they don't know how to protect the city. They don't know where to go and how to protect. Because of this, says the says the Torah in order to give full protection to the city if you sold the house in the walled city you have a year to rebuy it after a year you will not be able to rebuy the the house in order to protect the city in order to protect the, the, the city let's hope that the Divray Torah that we just said and we learned together will be a protection to Rachel Sarah, Bat Jamila, the Kadesh Baruch, who will protect her from every tsaram um and from every Machala, and will send her the Forashtabamimashamai, the Forata Nefesh, or Shabbat shalom.